Uh, Spike Lee's been one of the most interesting directors of the last 30 years. He's uh, released dozens of films and documentaries and so on. And he sort of became, you know, the de facto, before before this current wave of African-American filmmakers, he was the de facto African-American filmmaker. And he's had his ups and downs. Um, he hit big early on with films like She's Gotta Have It. And probably his best film, uh, Do the Right Thing, which was a real racism bellwether film and still packs a punch. But along the way, he said, sometimes not release very good films i mean he, he, he did a for some he does, sometimes he does um auteur films which relate to race relations in some way or, or, or personal personal projects and other times he's a gun for hire uh and he's done some some good clockers i thought was a really underrated film um about the uh about uh, harvey Keitel playing a cop in new york and then um, dealing with uh, people that were selling on the stoop Selling drugs. Um, that was really good. Other times he, he did a remake of the superb Korean film Old Boy, and that was pretty dire. He's been very up and down. He, he his big sort of push for Oscars was the Malcolm X movie, which was really good, but a bit flabby. Didn't quite get there. Had brilliant performance by Denzel. Funnily enough, as you'll see as this review progresses, um, he was brilliant in it, and lots of it was great. But um, yeah, it, it didn't quite get there. It was a bit. It was weighed down by a, a admittedly very heavy subject matter, which was very, very personal to Spike Lee. Um, and it's a bit hard to keep track of all the movies he's done. I didn't see Chirac, his last film, about gun violence in, in Chicago, which I think may have even been a musical. I'm not 100% sure. That had very up and down reviews. His latest film, Black Klansman, has got his most universal acclaim for years. And it's obviously going to be one of the big Oscar contenders not only because it's good, but because of its subject matter at this particular time, which is American race relations between African Americans and white supremacists. Um, it's actually based on a true story by a book called Black Klansman, the same name, by Ron Stallworth, who was, I think, the first black cop in um, Colorado Springs Police Department, or the first black detective. Uh, in real life and um, the premise of the movie is the one thing that would have got it stopped being made had it been a made-up story because it's so stupid uh, and that is the fact that this um, black police officer phoned up the Ku Klux Klan who were trying to open a chapter in Colorado Springs and pretended to be a for want of a better word a, a white redneck and was so convincing that they um, fell in love with him <laughs> and they basically or enjoyed his company and wanted him to become part of their chapter. So he'd send a white guy, a white police officer, to meet them in person while still conducting the online um, phone conversations himself. No one would ever make a film like that because it's just such a dumb idea, except it is true. <laughs> it's literally what happened. And this guy, this uh, Ron Stallworth, he even got to speak with G uh, David Duke about his Ku Klux Klan membership. Uh, in real life and uh, David Duke was the grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan in America he was the top dog um, so basically that's it it follows the book and it's got um, some changes to the story along the way um, basically he he does indeed encounter racism in the police force some people are, are desperately using him as uh, uh, like it, there's basically two sides to the whole police department and government 
one side desperately wants this black officer to be a, a representative model of, of how great they are and how progressive they are. And then there are the um, old stalwarts that just, you know, want to make sure that they keep him down and so on. Uh, and he phones up the clan and he eventually gets out of um, sort of putting books away and, and gets to become an undercover detective. And he's, he's asked to go along to a black power movement uh, speech by one of the black pan- prominent Black Panthers and infiltrate it and sort of report back on, you know, the mood of people and how good the speaker was and so on. And he meets his love interest in the movie, who's a woman who's putting on the whole event. Um, but after that, he contacts the clan and, uh, and he strikes up a very strong relationship with these people that are trying to open a new branch. But they do want to meet him in person. And uh, the guy is played by... Uh, John David Washington and his counterpart, the white version of him, is played by Adam Driver. And Adam Driver goes along to these clan meetings and is um, highly suspicious at first. People are very suspicious of him. But he's very charismatic and he's very forceful and he's um, very competent and very believable. And they fall for him and they fall for the guy on the phone. So he becomes entwined with this clan group who are trying to get off the ground. Uh, some of them are the progressive clan, uh, like David Duke himself. He wouldn't refer to himself as a Grand Wizard anymore, and he wanted to get involved in politics, and their whole notion was putting people in positions of power uh, so that they can eventually move up in government and eventually one day... <laughs> and this was one of many, many parts of this film that relate to the modern era. One day have a complete racist as President of the United States. And part of the reason this movie was made is it gives Spike Lee innumerable opportunities to comment on the Trump administration and white supremacy in America at the moment and racial tensions and so on. Um, And along the way, uh, some of the Klan are hardline and they want to blow stuff up. So they sort of, it progresses through them sort of uh, working out this bomb plot and the fact that they're going to attack these uh, black marchers that are doing a, a march and so on. Um, along the way, um, what did I think of this film? Well, it is a really, really good film. There's no doubt about it. It's a really good film. Spike Lee's direction, I cannot fault. Um, th- the main thing that stuck out of me as a problem with this film, stopping it being an outright masterpiece, is the story itself. Is It is really slight. Um, he puts in a bomb plot, and that isn't part of the original story. But it's the original story basically ended with um, uh, the black cop and the uh, white cop who infiltrated the clan physically finding out that uh, I think something like three or four members of the military, including two people that work for NORAD, who were the people that have their fingers on the nuclear button, were actually clan members. So um, that was the big deal about it. Uh, that was it, though. And that once you get past the premise of him being a black guy contacting the clan, there's not a huge amount of story to go on. Um, and that is the biggest stumbling block for me was that it was slight. Um, and what happens is probably not wildly original. You can probably imagine the meetings and how things go and so on. Uh, what was really good about it, 
the direction was great. And also the two lead actors, uh, Adam Driver hasn't acted this well in a movie. He plays a, a Jewish guy, and in the original book there was no mention of uh, the identity of the offsider because of the fact that he had physically met clan members and they kept his identity secret to this day. Um, but here he's painted as a Jewish guy so he can have some equilibrium with the other cop being an African-American because the clan cannot decide who they hate, more Jews or blacks. So um, he's really good. He's very convincing when he goes to these meetings. Like, it's definitely the best performance I've seen Adam Driver give in a movie. He's been in a few, and he's been pretty decent. Obviously, he's Kylo Ren in the Star Wars franchise, and he's been all right in that. He was good. I thought it was good in The Force Awakens, but I thought The Last Jedi was terrible, and he couldn't really do a lot with that. I mean, there was no one was good in that film, I didn't think. Um, the other thing that was really interesting, I spent the entire movie looking at the African-American cop and listening to his voice and thinking, was he in that movie? No, he wasn't, was he? He wasn't in... No. And all the way through, I was thinking, and after the film, I actually Googled who this guy, John David Washington, who's in his first major film was and why I found him so familiar. He's Denzel Washington's son, which relates back to the whole Malcolm X thing earlier. And he has got a similar sort of aura and voice to Denzel Washington. That isn't a bad thing to have if you're a new actor. He's about 35 and he was, um, I think he was um, a professional American football player to quite a successful degree, but he's now taken up acting. And I think the fact that he's got the full-on 70s hairdo here and everything like that will actually benefit him because he can... you know, sure his locks off and appear in a completely different role in the future, which he's guaranteed to because he's he's very good. Adam Driver probably gets slight the gong ahead of him, but he's very, very good in this film. He's got a great deal of personality. Uh, who are the other cast members in this film? Because some of them stood out and some of them didn't. Uh, Topher Grace as David Duke is really interesting because he is not a firebrand at all. He's a small, inconspicuous guy who still gives... He was at the Charlottesville rally uh, giving speeches just last year or the year before that. Um, He's very good. He's a guy from that 70s show because he paints a a more complicated man and a man that is kind of on the nose with the whole notion of, you know, burning crosses, even though they still do it, and wanting the Klan to become a more respectable political entity. And the other one that really stood out for me was Jasper Parkonen, who I think is Finnish. I haven't seen him in anything else before. He plays a really hardline firebrand, loose cannon clan member who dreams up the whole bomb plot himself. Uh, Patrice has played Laura Harrier. She plays a love interest. Not a particularly written role. You kind of know who she is from the first second she's on screen and it doesn't go much deeper into it one thing i really liked about spike lee's direction it's almost like a two-hour piece of music where it will drag for five minutes but then it will always be interesting again it consistently comes back to being entertaining and i think it drags every now and again because the story itself is pretty slight there's not a great deal to it and the scenarios and everything are probably ones you've seen before in, in, in other police procedurals even. It's still interesting. The film that's at its highest point when Spike Lee is referencing the Trump administration and the current state of America, which he does very, very successfully on multiple occasions. 
particularly when you've got the clan chanty in America first and things like that, it, it does ring true. And the end of the movie has lots of footage from Charlottesville from, um, from when they had the uh, white supremacist march in, in Charlottesville that exploded into pitch battles in the streets, people marching with uh, swastika flags chanting anti-Jewish slogans, and someone drove into a crowd and, and killed an activist. Um, and all of that stuff works really well, and that's kind of the point of the whole film. It's just shy of being really great, only down to the fact that there just isn't much to it. So I'm going to give Black Klansman 8 out of 10, and it deserves on most levels to be higher than that, but it is it is slight, and you can tell that by the fact that he had to put a bomb plot into the movie just to make it get to the end, because otherwise it would have been really dreary. So 8 out of 10 for the very good Black Klansman, best Spike Lee film I've seen in a long time. Uh, I'm going to go...